The Dragon Reread is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know that armadillos are terrified of snow, but they love snow cones? So they'll blindfold themselves while they eat snow cones while they'll still just scream the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like, ah, oh, so good. Ah. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's actually how I eat snow cones too, mm-hmm. just for fun. What's y'all's favorite flavor? Uh, tiger's bullet. Uh, plain. <laughs> what? <laughs> So just snow? <laughs> just All right, ice? Then. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's, I'm sure it's very refreshing, right? <laughs> For more armadillo facts, to find out how you can access episodes of Day Early, to figure out how to wear our faces on your body, and to check out our other podcasts, visit us at armadillo.club. Wheel of Time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become podcasts. Hello there, welcome to The Dragon Reread. We're rereading Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series of fantasy novels. I'm Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Michael Sparkman. And today we're covering chapters 32 through 35 of Towers of Midnight, book 13 of The Wheel of Time. Previously, Egwene executes another flawless political coup. You'd think by now the sitters would be better at seeing these things coming. At this point, they should just assume anything they want to do has been seated there by Egwene. I think oh. she just like, she lets them do their plots just so she can bring them down. It's like fun for her. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's just like she's toying with them, you know? They're going to be like, oh, I feel like I maybe I need a nap. No, I don't need a nap. God damn it. <laughs> she's doing it again. <laughs> the various factions prepare as Perrin's trial approaches. Morghese attempts to unshittify Galad. Fael <laughs> makes backup plans in case the trial goes as badly as everyone expects. And Perrin... Well, he just kind of dicks around in the wolf dream with his wolf bros, but he does get to witness the key moment when reality almost gets unmade by a grouchy emo dragon. So maybe he's onto something, you know, hanging out there. Our other wolf, Ithralde, mounts a doomed defensive Maradon, the final bastion holding back the hordes of the shadow. We also had a peak Matt chapter where he single-handedly defeats an unkillable Eldritch Nightmare from the Age of Legends, presumably while screaming, I'm no hero at the top of his lungs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chapter 32, A Storm of Light, icon of the Trollocs. So Iteralde leads an ambush inside the city. He is very tired. They've been fighting and fighting and fighting. His cocaine's finally wearing off. <laughs> yeah, his, his, <laughs> his wizard, wizard cocaine yeah. is finally is coming down. <laughs> He's like, man, I really feel like I could use another hit of that wizard cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> but he sent all his wizards away. He has no wizard cocaine. And they're, it's, he's almost at his uh, wit's end, uh, or at his last... Uh, his last throw when he meets a surprise army of Saldeans. I gotta say, for, for a doomed defense, Etheralde killed a whole lot of Trollocs. He yeah. sure did. Yeah, like, he cleaned up a lot of those dudes. Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe that should be the plan, is just get Etheralde trapped and he'll just kill everybody. I mean, he seems to have done a pretty solid job. By the time Davram Bashir shows up with you know his dragon army, everyone's just like, oh, that's kind of a done deal, huh? <laughs> yeah. Did you have to burn the city? <laughs> And, uh, yeah, Etheraldi's group are so tired, they just sort of sit down and close their eyes. It's, yeah. It's funny when Bashir and Etheraldi kind of, like, meet each other, they, you know, they're yeah. like, oh, great captains, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Probably have, like, a secret handshake or something, I assume. Yeah, Bashir's like, oh, yeah, nice, nice last-ditch defense here. It's pretty good, I guess. You know, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I probably would have, you know, run the horses over there, but it's fine. It's fine. It's right. fine. Yeah, you yeah. did fine. You did a great job, yeah, yeah. I think. You know, with, with what, you know, for you, you did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> for, for a Domani. Right. 
And but then Bashir eventually decides that uh, it's time to abandon Maradon. Yeah, I mean, like this is this has always been a lost cause. So when he looks around, he's like, "We need to get the fuck out of here, right?" Yeah, because they they look out for the the tower that they're in his windows and see a new huge force of Trollocs. Uh, and by the way, Yoli died. Aww. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he was my favorite character. Of the you only so live far. once, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so that that big Trolloc army they were dealing with. No, no, there's a bigger Trolloc army. Which you know, I, now that I can't now I can't stop thinking about what you said that one time, Jeff, about how like where are they coming from? Yeah. How are they feeding these Trollocs? Right? <laughs> uh, and also, what happened? What about that reinforcement fire that they saw? They, they, he mentions that they saw it and it was just a campfire. Yeah. Where'd those people go? They uh, got eaten by Trollocs? I guess so, by that big Trolloc army? Uh, maybe, maybe we'll find out later. Maybe there's something else going on there. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought Rand, maybe Rand showed up and, and teleported them away or something. Oh, yeah, maybe. But then Rand shows up. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, sorry, my bad on abandoning you and your men to the Hordes of Shadowspot yeah, and the, stuff. Uh, uh, yeah, might be. Well, we can talk about it later. And uh, they... Everybody says now, when they look into his eyes, you can see the wisdom. The wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I guess is, you know, his, his ancient head wizard, like, in the front now, right? I guess so, <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. driving. Or the <laughs> right. madness isn't, hasn't overcome him anymore. Yeah, but I guess so. it was Rand Wise before the madness. I, I wonder what this actually looks like. I don't know. What gives somebody wise eyes? Crow's feet. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, he could have aged a whole lot. Uh, I guess he could, yeah. Maybe just his eyes got really old. He's got like thousand-year-old man eyes. Maybe they took some time off in between books and like, you know, he, he went and got all the suntan, you know. <laughs> yeah. your face, yeah. And Bashir is saying it's time to go because of the giant horde of Trollocs, but Rand's like, no, I got another plan. Yeah. Don't worry, my dude. I got this. Yeah. And he just walks out. Yeah, walks out there. He takes two maidens with him because, you know, he promised he was going to do that. Yeah. And he uh, does a storm of light to the Trollocs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is very impressive. Yeah, it's uh, like fire and ice and lightning and tornadoes. It's pretty great. Yeah, he massacres them with uh, every element. It's very like firebender and airbendery. He uses death gates. Uh, he does not fire them. And uh, if this wasn't impressive enough, the, one of the Ashamans standing there turns to everybody else and says, it's really impressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, in case you couldn't tell, that's like some like that's the next level stuff. Yeah. yeah. I know you can't say see this, but holy shit. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's Rand has gone super saiyan. He's so incredibly powerful. He destroys this entire Trolloc army. And uh, also, while he's doing this, that mayor guy who is a dark friend, Torquemin. Yeah, who's been locked in a room with his wife uh, has like clawed his eyes out. Uh huh. And, yeah. and his wife took a, a gainer out of the window. Yeah, guess yep. uh, guess he uh, I guess that settles the question if he's an idiot or a dark friend, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely dark friend. He saw it through the wall. Yeah, wow. So that's a I I like that. I think that's really cool actually because these whole books have all about been about who's the dark friend, where's the dark friends. They're all among us, and to have just this sort of Deus ex machina come in and and fry all the dark friends. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I find it kind of satisfying. Gets the job done, right? Yeah. And then uh, Ran and Bashir and Itralde fall back to Min in Tyr. Min is studying. Uh, and Rand allows us how he can't do that every time. That's not the, it's not the I win button. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so Min's working on the intellectual problems of the dragon, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah, which is, you know, I guess what, what buttons to press? Like, what, what's the special combo at Tarmon Gaidon? 
And uh, Min figures that she has figured out that Kalindor has a weakness of some kind. Not only does he need two female channelers to help him control it, but it makes him vulnerable in some way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the calendar sword. It's probably going to kill you 12 months a year. It kills you or something like that. <laughs> the calendar sword. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once every four years, there's an extra blade. Yeah. But then uh, he finds that Cat Swain has a visitor for Rand, and she found the king of Aradoman. Yeah, apparently he just got snowed in with some ice to die trying to, yeah. when they tried to kidnap him months ago. Yeah, he's like, so what did I miss? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the ice to die kidnapped him. I guess they're doing a lot of kidnapping recently. Yeah, because we know they got the, the king of Ilion. Yeah. Had, them, had him. So. I guess that, that's what you do when there's a lot of chaos in the world. You just go snap up some monarchs. Yeah. And Rand just sort of guessed that's where he was. And I, I would note this maybe as the first time that Catswain did something useful. I mean, if bring, she wasn't the one who kidnapped him in the first place. Yeah, she did She did not seem to know where he was, right? <laughs> She's mm-hmm. right. Picked him up pretty easy. Sorry, I will never like anything about Cat Swain. <laughs> and uh, Itteralde is very happy about this. Yeah. So this is, I guess, his sort of reward. Uh, to make up for all his friends who got murked by Shadowspawn. Yeah. 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 Sorry about that. Chapter 33. A good soup. Icon of the Lion of Andor. Rawr. Uh, Nynaeve is reporting on her time with Rand. While well, Swan uh, is having the titular soup. Yeah, which, which is good. Yeah. <laughs> the soup is good. It's very good. So good that she's like, oh, I'm having trouble paying attention to this conversation that's happening in front of me. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it came, it's good because the, the ingredients came from Camelin. Yeah. I have a theory about this. Okay. It does not involve Elaine being a Taveran. Oh, God, I hope not, right? So, uh, Egwene is just dead set against Rand's plan, and Nynaeve is kind of trying to sway her, like, you know, you know, maybe he's got a point, you know? He's got really wise eyes now. Uh, but Egwene is not happening. Egwene has got the, the rulers of the world lined up against Rand, or at least she thinks she does. And she's bringing her armies, and this just seems, seems not great. I wish she'd do more listening to Nynaeve. Like, when is Nynaeve the reasonable one, right? She has been for a while now, right? At least for a couple of books. She's. I, I'm trying to think. When did she turn? Like when? When? You know what? I think it's when she started getting regular shots of vitamin. Land. That's exactly what I was wondering. <laughs> it's like, is it just like, is it when you started getting railed by <laughs> the sword of Malkier? <laughs> the, 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 the eighth tower of Malkier. Right? You know, the, the sword really takes the edge off. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Egwene is planning a dream trap for Masana. Yeah. She's still operating under certain assumptions about who this murderer is. Yeah, she's yeah. really dr- jumped to a weird conclusion, because killing people with a knife is not what you expect a Forsaken to do. Yeah. Much less, like, angry, rejected PhD student <laughs> right. Forsaken, right? Right, right. It's so she's like, I guess she's trying to lure Masana into Teleron Riyadh with herself as bait. Uh, yeah. And Nynaeve's like, that's yeah. maybe not a great idea. Nynaeve, when finding of this... Helpfully offers to be the bait of the trap herself. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "This right. is my specialty." <laughs> yeah, this is great. <laughs> she has a very particular set of skills, and they—it's mostly just springing traps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> springing traps and punching bitches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then uh, we cut to Perrin, who is still, you know, training at nighttime. Uh, this would make a really good Rocky-style montage. Uh, and then we cut to Gawain and Elaine, who are having a nice chat in the gardens. Uh, Egwene. Hopefully he's staying out of the way. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because, you know. Then uh, Elaine tells Gawain that uh, Rand is healing the world and maybe he needs to get on board. But he's like, oh, no, but I hate him. I decided to hate him. I know. It's it's like, 
hey, you know, we're having some really great luck here ever since Rand showed up. Why do we always have to talk about Rand? I was like, dude, go ahead, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I know. She tries to get him to chill out about Egwene, too, and again, it does not land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just, oh, uh, I know. I hate him so much. He's the worst. Yeah, uh, and she, she then releases him from his obligation to Andor, which is kind of like... Like a win-win right here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh no, I guess I gotta let you go. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really, you should go like find yourself. Like maybe, have you tried farming? I don't know, ranching? Maybe you'd be a good person of nature. And uh, then he finally, actually, after she leaves, he kind of chills out about Rand. Like he finally, he decides, okay, well, Rand is just dead to me then. Mm. <laughs> I know. And like, away on the wind, you hear someone say, I don't give a fuck. Nobody cares going. Like, like when, <laughs> Rand probably doesn't even remember your name, bro. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, there, there is a point where uh, Elaine's kind of probing into why she hates Rand so much, and he goes on this little tirade about how he's a sheep herder, and he's, he yeah. has no right to it. I was like, oh, really? Oh, is it really? that kind of thing? Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, fine, okay. Like, uh, first of all, his bloodline is a mix of your bloodline and a bloodline that is like 3,000 years older than yours. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Not that that should matter. Yeah, but, but whatever. Still, yeah. Whatever. That was, I, I just like, he found a new way to be a shit. <laughs> I, I know. I was like, you know, I, I really hated Gwen, but then he's like all doing this like nobility elitist thing. I was like, okay, this is a whole new facade that I also hate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then he's playing with that blood knife that he has <laughs> when uh, one of the Shan Chan recognizes it. One of the Shan Chan prisoners slash, uh, what do you call them? Trainees? Yeah. Uh, in, in recovery, you know? Yeah. yeah. And they recognize it and they give him the skinny on blood knives. Yeah, like, how did you get that? You are nowhere near competent enough to have killed one of these people. <laughs> yeah. I actually kind of like this and I hate to say nice things about Gwyn, but they're like, oh, that's a blood knife. They always win in fights. They're the most deadly people ever. Where'd you get that? I was like, oh, I took it from one of them. Like, no, you didn't. He's like, oh, well, yeah, I did it. <laughs> so that's... Gwyn did it. He did a thing. I mean, the guy threw the knife at him. I mean, I don't know if like, that counts as taking... Yeah, sure. And, you know, but it's fine. It's fine. It's something. <laughs> yeah, he, he managed to get out of the way of the knife and then pick it up off the ground. Yeah. Good for him. And then he gets a summons from Egwene that is extremely, like, rude. And he... Basically blows it off, but I liked how he used the knife to open the letter. <laughs> I, I don't know. Egwene's letter was was not like well worded, or it was it was a little rude for sure. But like he decides that to spite her, he's not going to go back and tell her about this. He sends her he sends her a message, right? I, I mean, sort of, right? He's like, "Here's a knife. Oh, it's like a Shan Chan assassin. Go light some torches, bitch." You know. Like, I, I just feel like. For somebody who's supposed to be really concerned about Egwene's well-being, he seems to be a, a little, like, you know, flippant about this. That's true, but, I mean, fuck him. Those, <laughs> yeah. those two should not be together. They're just a disaster. I think they're both the worst. I don't know I don't know if this is a situation like Swan and Gareth Bryan where they, like, make each other better. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's the opposite. <laughs> they're, they're worse together. Yeah, I yeah. don't think they should be together. But I think I figured out why the skies are clear in Camelin. Why is that? Uh... There, there's no Taveran here, but there might be a little Taveran blood, if you know what I mean. Oh, the dragon babies. The dragon babies, oh, right? What yeah. else would it be? No, that cool. makes sense. Yeah. Well, it's not Elaine. It's not Gawain. Oh, wait, maybe it could be Matt, right? Oh, it could be Matt. He's in Camelon. Yeah, okay, that's true. He's in Camelon. That could, that could be. Wait, yeah. is he still in Camelon? I guess uh, we don't know where in the timeline this is. Oh, yeah, we have no idea. It's all mixed up. Yeah. 
he's in Camelin. He was hanging out for eat, and he was at the 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 cannon. Well, he's he's test. killed the golem, so you don't know. I don't know. If no, he, like... no, he still has to hang out in Camelin for thirty days. Oh, yeah, that's right. The golem letter. was just like a side quest. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, thirty days or until he opens that letter. <laughs> oh my god, he's gonna open that letter on day twenty nine. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I can't take it. Yeah, chapter thirty four, judgment. I got another sunburst. So Perrin is preparing for the trial. Uh, he's figured out that the Dream Dome is connected with the no traveling. Yeah, he's been sending out scouts to do testing around it, and I guess he has like a general idea of where it is, too. I'm yeah. a little impressed by Perrin right now. This is showing more creativity and critical thinking than I would have expected from him. Yeah, he's getting it done. Yeah. So, I was wondering about this. So, okay, this I could be wrong about this, but I have this vague memory about Rand learning to travel having something to do with the dreaming is that right like it's something about like do you have to is it like is there some interaction with Teleron Riyadh that that male traveling uses or am I crazy no, does that sound familiar maybe thinking of how Egwene once oh, traveled through the dream maybe that's what I was in thinking. like a bad way that yeah. the Aiel don't like maybe that's what I was thinking of okay so I was wondering if that might be why the the dream spike was preventing traveling yeah I, I'm waiting for an explanation because it's odd to me that those things are connected yeah, yeah. It's very like a very specific uh, association that doesn't seem to make much yeah. sense, and usually those things have some degree of internal consistency. Yeah, but Perrin figures it's a trap, and the the trap is to prevent them from being able to travel out when the trap is sprung. That's why the the dome is there. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's probably right. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, it sounds likely because that's this is Grandel doing this, right? Because she had the the dream spike. Right. Mm-hmm. And Slayer. Yeah, and then he figures that whoever it is is waiting for the White Cloak to the White Cloak battle to happen so that they can strike later or whatever. And then uh, we get to Fail. She accompanies Perrin to the trial. They both bring their entire armies. Yeah, which cool. is there's a cute scene where Bane and Shiad are like fucking with Gaul, and it's like, oh, you know, <laughs> they're having a good time. You know, yeah. I think those crazy kids are just gonna make it work. They just might make it work. <laughs> Perrin tries to call off the battle but Galad won't do it unless Perrin promises to get executed <laughs> Perrin's like well like Perrin's like promise to let this turn into a battle and Galad retorts with like well you can't promise not to run and Perrin says nerd let's do this <laughs> yeah uh, that's, this may be the most lordly thing he's done yet sacrifice my life or sacrifice everybody else's life hmm the world needs me <laughs> <laughs> so Perrin sits for the trial uh, Morgase runs it uh, the, the, the cases on the trial docket are those two murders of those two white cloaks and the two rivers Trolloc thing. Before they start, Morghese is like, bro, are you sure you want to do this? And Perrin looks to his Ashiman, his soldiers, his wise ones, two queens, a handful of Aes Sedai, he's like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play this out. Uh, first, Bornhold testifies. Fuck that guy. Yeah, wait, was it Bayer or Bornhold? No, this is Bornhold. Oh. Yeah, it's Oh, Bornhold is okay, but Bayer's still just crazy. Yeah, Bornhold, like, he's, he's the second... He's misled. Second best white cloak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, the original, the elder Bornhold was not, was passable. And the younger Bornhold is, his most, his biggest problem is that he's hanging out with Bayer too much, yeah. right? Yeah, Because his, his, his uh, account is detailed and... Like, kind of unembellished, I would say. Like, generally speaking, yeah, he just kind of tells them, tells them how it goes, you I know? Bornhold is maybe just a doofus. Yeah. Like, he's not screamingly crazy. Yeah, but, as opposed to his companion. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked this, this old, this kind of callback to that scene that we, that was 13 books ago. Yeah. 
and uh, and it was nice, and how Perrin reminisced how it felt at the time, which he wasn't very thoughtful back then. So mm-hmm. this is a really neat thing. Yeah, I, I actually appreciate this. Like like to hear the White Cloak side of the story doesn't actually sound as you know crazy and evil as you might expect, right? It's just yeah. like we were we were worried, we were scared. There were wolves everywhere, and we didn't know what to do, right? Right. And then he tore their throats out with his teeth. Well, no, no, Perrin didn't do that. The wolf. That wolf Hopper did. Didn't Perrin think about how, how great it felt when I took it? He's remembering Hopper's memories. Yeah. Uh, Hopper was in his head. I, I think it's funny, though, because Perrin pulls the, I may just be a country blacksmith, your grace. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I a hope he used that voice. A blacksmith once told me, to understand a man, you must know his parts. <laughs> like, okay, Perrin. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> oh my god, Perrin is foghorn like horn. I see yeah. it. That's, that's, what I, that's, what I, that's what I got. Yeah, yeah and, and Perrin basically says, uh, okay, here's my defense. Everything he just said was true, <laughs> except... That wolf was a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't do he doesn't do a great job defending his, his actions. Yeah. I guess you could say he's going for the insanity plea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, my first thought was like, is that I mean, is that legally relevant that they killed your friend the wolf? The wolves have legal standing? Which I guess we'll find out. Maybe <laughs> <not>. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like Morgay addresses that question. <laughs> yeah, and, and I like how she basically throws out the issue of him bringing the Trollocs to the two rivers because there's just no evidence for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's she's being a, a fairly a fairly fair judge. Yeah, but then Perrin also has it out with Bornhold about what happened to Bornhold the Elder at Falm, mm-hmm. which is you know he charged up bravely, <laughs> right, aka stupidly into the Shanshan and just got killed. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he- and they were riding alongside the, the heroes of legend. And they, they sort of let that slip. Like, no one brings that up. Like, oh, yeah, the Horn of Valor, we had it, we blew it, here's a legend, really cool. I mean, th- at this point, it's kind of, it's probably known, right? Like, this is one of those things where everyone, like, the rumors, right? Like, there were pictures of, of uh, Rand fighting Ishmael in the clouds being passed around. Well, yeah, right? that, that part everybody knows or at least is aware of, but the heroes of of legend riding at the Horn of Valor's call, I thought nobody knew about that. I mean, we opened this trial with Perrin, like, Saying that, hey, I can talk to wolves and they can talk back and and stuff, so, and, yeah. and they just like let that pass. So I guess at this point we're just saying, all guess, right, whatever, guys. Yeah, talking about it now, it seems weird that no one like challenged any of these assertions. Morgase is just taking it all at face value. That's uh, yeah. that's that's how she's handling it. And but, then he yeah, busts Spire for that time he tried to kill Perrin. Yeah, Byer kind of loses his shit too. Like you know, he's always he's. He's an intense dude at the best of times, but like he's like letting his banana nut roots show, you know? <laughs> you think he's a dark friend? Yeah. I can't yeah. tell if he's a dark friend or if he's just crazy. Like, like he, he reminds me a little bit of the um, of the Prophet, right? Like the Prophet wasn't mm-hmm. a dark friend, but he was just like rabid, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I kind of think the buyer's the same way. Right. Anyway, we get to the verdict. And <laughs> yeah. uh, the, verdict the trial is... isn't about whether the, the White Cloaks are batshit. Everyone knows that, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. So. And, uh, and Morgay says, well, since all of you have testified that you killed those dudes. Including your parent. Then you're guilty. But the yeah. Kynek Protocol. Of course, the Kynek Protocol. <laughs> the fuck is the Kynek Protocol? <laughs> yeah, I remember. I'm really glad that they planted those seeds about the Kynek Protocol back in book four. <laughs> six. Uh, yeah, it turns out that Morgay's is like, well, I'm just going to rule that you guys count as mercenaries. And so you're just fighting each other. Which means that Galad can decide what the punishment is. Well, it's more, it's more like... Uh, so, I think what she's getting at here is that, you know, a, a murder carries a sense of death, period, right? Yeah. But in, under the Kynek protocol, it's, not a, <laughs> it's an unlawful killing instead of a murder. So, like, the, the sentencing... There's some, some wiggle room in the sentencing. Right, yeah. This yeah. seems like some uh, legalistic uh, 
jiggery pokery here. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't have. Uh, it's hard to argue that Perrin was a mercenary group at that time. <laughs> well, I'm okay. So he's a he's a, a roving band of military. No, no, not really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. I, you know, I, I wouldn't have pegged Borghese for a rules lawyer, but here we are, right? I mean, yeah, she got that thrown somehow. Yeah, it is interesting. I, she, I was actually thinking this was like a kind of credible legal proceeding up to this point, right? They were hearing testimony. There was no real like, fudging of it until right at the end when she's like, yeah, but I don't want to do that. So. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, it's written into the law, right? She just she knows this obscure law that could sort of apply here, considering there were two like armed forces uh, at large in her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. But it, wait, isn't Perrin literally an Andorran subject? I, I thought she was going to say has, something. Has no military rank. I kind of okay, whatever. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I actually kind of thought she was going to twist it and say like he was he was an Andorran defending his homeland against an invading army. Oh yeah, that would have been good, right? Like yeah, yeah. But whatever, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, either way, she defers the sentencing to Galad, which I think was interesting. Like I actually think this is a smart move because. The White Cloaks would not have accepted anything but a death sentence from Morghese, right? Yeah. If she had said anything but a death sentence, they'd be like, fuck that, we're going to kill him anyway. But yeah. by letting Galad be the decider, right, that, yeah. you know, that yeah. actually makes a difference. That's a good you, point. And you can count on Galad to do what he thinks is right. Yeah. And she's did been some, working on him. Yeah, yeah. She's been, she did a little bit of legwork on that. So yeah. maybe. Uh, so it's kind of a Hail Mary, but, you yeah. know. And uh, then Perrin agrees to submit to Galad's judgment. But after the last battle, mm -hmm. then all bets are off. Yeah, and Glad goes for it. And Glad's like, yeah, but he doesn't say what the punishment's going to be. Yeah, because he doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I really, I really hope that this comes down to like, at the end of the, the whole thing, they're both still alive. And Perrin's like, okay, you can judge me now. And Glad's like, I judge that you're a good man, <laughs> brother. And they shake hands. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, give a big hug. That would be sweet. Uh, or he, he could just say, you know, community service, time served, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just saved the world. Community service is cool. Yeah. Or Glad could cut himself shaving and bleed to death. Yeah. I mean, like, it's the last battle, right? Anything could happen. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's like, before the last battle, he's shaving. It's, oh, it dies. Yeah. Whoops. Uh, so, because I only shave in right angles. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 35, the right thing. Like another, the wolf. Uh, Egwene is starting her dream trap. Still under the assumption that she's dealing with Masana. Yeah. That's, uh, that's going to be interesting. To, uh, maybe she will catch somebody, right? I mean, she's in Tilleran Riyadh, and there are definitely uh, Black Aja there, so maybe, right? Yeah. And then uh, Perrin and Fahil argue a little bit about his commitment, and Perrin's like, it was the right thing to do. Oh, yeah. oh, uh, I, I do want to point out, sorry, before we cut to Perrin, uh, she's thinking to herself that she misses Gawain's presence, which I take, like, subtext is that she's presumably huffed like a gallon of paint and just forgotten <laughs> the last couple of months because... <laughs> You know, that's the only reason that I can possibly fathom that she'd be like, I wish Gwyn was here. Uh, maybe, maybe some kind of printing error in this edition of the books. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. This all happened uh, before, and then, yeah, 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 that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so Perrin and Fahil are arguing about his commitment. Uh, Perrin has, has figured out the right amount to shout at her to, like, get her going. He yeah. likes it. Yeah, that's, I mean... It's how she works, right? It's important to figure that out if you're going to be in a functional relationship with her, a crazy person. Her love language is shouting. <laughs> That's right. Shouting and, and uh, gut punches. Ugh. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, but Perrin's army is moving out, and he's going after Slayer. 
to remove the dome. Yeah, he's like, Fail, you take care of the army stuff. I'm going back to the wolf dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's having too much fun in there. You know, he really likes it in there. It's really good. And, you know, I like to, I like to hang out with his bro Hopper, you know, crack a few wolf brews. <laughs> you know, if, if you ask Perrin who his best friend is, he's going to say He's going to say Hopper, right? He's his best friend. Who, who, else could, who, who else could he possibly well, say? Not, not Rand anymore. His eyes are too wise. Right. <laughs> I know. Uh, Matt is, you know... I mean, too cool. Too cool. Definitely too yeah. cool for Perrin. Yeah. So you, may, maybe Gaul, but Gaul's busy with his, you know, his... Uh, right, he's got... <laughs> par- like, paramours. Yeah, he, he has a complicated domestic situation right now. <laughs> uh, so I guess the, the wolf room is Perrin's, like, man cave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Galad is arguing with Byer and Bornhold. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got some fallout here. You know, he's, he's a relatively sane person dealing with a lieutenant who is just a hair's breadth away from chewing on his yeah. own shoes, Their right? Their brains are all, like, <laughs> short-circuited, Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Why did you let him go? Yeah, right. He's obviously, a, like, like Bornhold's like, you know, I guess he was right about not bringing the, 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 the Trollocs to the two rivers. But he's a shadow spawn. We all know he's a shadow spawn, so let's just kill him. That, that's Bayer, right? Uh, I forget. Yeah. But yeah, like, either way. It's like a short circuit in their brain. Like, they've decided he's a shadow spawn, therefore, the reason can't get through to them. Yeah. I, I, Bornhold does seem to be coming around somewhat, which, uh, you know, that's a, like, I, I, He does seem to have been affected by the the trial yeah. to some degree, you know? And, but who knows? I am willing to give him a pass because he was hanging out with Pat and Fane for so long, which That's makes exactly what I had been thinking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. just so irrational. He's corrupted. Because yeah. that's the thing, like, right? He's probably got the freaking Shadar Logoth uh, or, juice on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why, that's why Egwene still likes, uh, still likes Gwyn. Because oh. remember, she used to go down there and like chat with him when he was in the dungeons in Tarvalon, oh, remember? She did hang out with Pat and Fane a lot. Yeah. Oh, that explains, that explains it. That explains it. Shit. We just cracked the code, guys. Very specific madness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, they, their society became completely corrupt where such that they would put up with people like Gwyn. <laughs> you will not only put up with him, you will seek out his company. It's hard to explain as soon as he leaves. I just, I just want to bring him back. I just can't, I can't tell why. The corruption is set in. <laughs> that explains so much. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and then uh, Perrin... Who joins up with a pack of wolves and goes into the dome with Slayer? Yeah, they 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 go hunting for the center of the purple dome, and of course that's where Slayer is. He's waiting for him. Yeah, I wonder that's if it's a dome. if it's a, a sphere. Like if you took it took it to the top of Dragon Mount, would you be able to see a whole sphere? Yeah, I was wondering the same. Could you around. dig under it? Right, like it's got to be right. Yeah, something like that. It'd mm-hmm. have to be a sphere. Yeah, uh, and. The parent has this really cool, honestly, dream fight with Slayer, where they're like teleporting around and trying to get the drop on each other, and, and the, they're constantly shifting. It feels like even like despite his training, he's still kind of outmatched by Slayer's like sheer, sheer dream strength. But he gets the upper hand on him this time. Yeah, when he starts using his wolf tricks. Yeah, because he's wolf, his wolf nature. Yeah, like he starts running on all fours <laughs> and and smelling Slayer. Yeah, which I, I'm, I assume looks pretty weird, but whatever, you know. Yeah, Slayer. Uh, but at that point, Slayer's on the run. Yeah, and uh, Slayer's trying to vanish, which he always does when things don't go his way, but Perrin can follow him, but eventually Slayer manages to escape, but Perrin gets the dream spike and starts running with it, like carrying a football. So, so if he's running with the dream spike, do you think when he passes over somebody with the purple thing, it like knocks him down, knocks him out? They give him the tingles. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wonder. I guess that only happens in dreams, right? Because they would have mentioned if the whole army got the tingles past <laughs> a certain line. That's true, yeah. Presumably only the people in the, in the dream would get affected. Yeah. But uh, I was a little confused by this. So it's, it's there in the dream, but I think doesn't uh, the, one of the wolves with him um, mention that it's also in the real world? Is it floating through the real world while he's running within the dream? It could be, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And when he when he was looking at it, it was sort of floating around like somebody's looking at it. Yeah. Is it like if it runs into somebody, is it gonna is it gonna hurt him? Are they gonna like just not? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I'm surprised he did not try to break it. He did try and will it out of existence, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but just like you know, break it over his do, knee. Do the parent on it, like yeah. break break it with your hammer or something. Yeah, that's a good point. He has a hammer. Yeah. He's a blacksmith. This is a piece of metal. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> it's so this, obvious. This reminds me of Master Luhan, who always told me, when you want to bend something, hit it with your hammer. <laughs> <laughs> he was so wise. <laughs> <laughs> but he appears to have won this round with Slayer, and he's moved the dome, so I, uh, they can make it out of the ambush, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Hey. I don't know. What, we still don't know what this ambush actually is, though, right? So we've got... we know It's, that it's, it's still like a Perrin... Uh, leap of logic yeah we, we don't we don't have much in the way of actual facts i don't think he's wrong i think there's something going on here yeah. and probably specific to grendel who's you know clearly been sent to mess with him but yeah, he's on the lookout for an army but it doesn't seem like grendel is going to attack with an army that's that is not, not her thing. way right yeah. like she's not an army person so i don't know yeah i guess we'll see she's like hanging out in a cave yeah, that's true mm. yeah i wonder if she, is she still living in that cave the cave seemed actually pretty nice mm. nice cave i'd yeah. hang out in the cave yeah so that's it for this episode. Next time, we're going to cover chapters 36 through 40 of Towers of Midnight. I am Jeff Lake. That's Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Mike Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. And if you ask us a question, we may answer it on air. Please share us with anybody you think will like us. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this. Please find out how you can give us your dollars and wear our faces at armadillo.club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. The the light light illumine you. you.